Lord, we are grateful for your love, for your blessing, for your goodness, for your grace. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for everything you have done for us. We have exalted in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name, we have worship. And so, Father, we thank you tonight. Let this month be a month of pleasant surprises, our month of blessing. Lord, do something wonderful for us in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen, amen and amen. Please be said, God bless you. This month, all of us, we have testimony in Jesus' name. Okay, we want to pray for new beginning. And when we are talking about new beginning, we are talking about a turning point. Something that we can see that uh, bring about a turnaround, a turning point is what we call a new beginning that you can refer to as a place of testimony, as a place that you can never forget. Something that will look like an unforgettable blessing will happen in your life tonight in Jesus' name. And I want us to use Genesis chapter 45 to pray how Joseph will reveal himself to his brother, how they were blessed by his brother. You know, this scripture is a typology of Jesus revealing himself to us. And look at what he says. Then Joseph, verse 1, maybe I read verse 1, read verse 3, read some verses. And we want to use those verses to pray. And as we pray, the Lord will bless us in Jesus' name. Uh, Then verse 1 says, And Joseph could no longer refrain himself before all them that stood by him. He cried, Cause every man to go out from me. And dear stood no man with him while Joseph made himself known unto his brethren. God wants to reveal himself to us. He wants us to have an encounter. God desires a personal relationship with us. That is why the place of quiet time is a place of blessing. Not necessarily because we are giving you prayer point to pray, but you have a time when you are alone. You know, I was just thinking about uh, a week ago, Umba was on call, my daughter had to travel to uh, my wife has to travel to Bumashaw for work maybe for three days I was alone in the house and I was thinking to myself that uh, there was a day I used to think that I want to be in a quiet place that if they are making noise upstairs I can come downstairs if you are making noise downstairs I can go upstairs but now I have the whole house very quiet very quiet God wants us to have a regular encounter with him because that's where we can have turning points. Everything about you should not be crowd, should not be having people around. There's be a time when you reflect on God's word, you meditate on God's promises, you are waiting for an encounter from the Lord. You separate yourself from the crowd, and that is a place of turning points. Some other people call it retreats, some call it vacation, some call it a place of rest. All of us must have a place where we can be alone. 
with God. When you are alone with God, you can have divine encounter very easily because you are not distracted. Use every time that you are alone to meditate on God's word. And that is how we can make loneliness a blessing. I've seen so many people that we may maybe abandon some things that is important and they say they want to be in church for three hours. They want to be in church for two hours. They want to come to church to pray. They want to come to, to do something. When you separate yourself like that, God sees that you uh, prioritize his relationship with you or you believe that his relationship with you is uh, profitable. Christianity is not other clapping hand or coming together. There should be a regular time that you alone with God and you alone with yourself, either to pray or to meditate on God's word. The reason why we are not having so many deep Christians today is because we have so many loud Christians. Not many people can reflect on God's word or think alone. And at times, couples need to understand this. Even though we are couples, we are family, we, still, we must still remember that God desires a personal relationship with us as an individual. That is what will give us divine encounter and that is what we guarantee breakthrough or new beginning or a turning point in our life. There are some things you cannot get until you are alone. You are fellowshipping with God. Get some time. In those days we are taught every morning get some time with God. It have a lot of meanings to us than anything else. I've seen that as a father I've seen that as a husband. I've seen that as a pastor. There is good when you develop your faith on yourself and you are able to stand alone. Every other thing that we do corporately may be, mark my word, may be religious, may not actually touch our spirit the way it should be. We should allow our spirit to glow and to develop and to develop an intimacy with God. You should develop an intimacy with God. Joseph wanted to reveal himself to his brethren, but he could not allow anybody to be with him. He said, cause everyone to go. He cried with a loud voice, let everyone leave me and reveal himself. That means he was eager to reveal himself. Could it be that there are some things that God wants to reveal to you? And maybe because you are so busy, you are so combat, everything about your Christianity is about crowd. You never have a time that you are reading a verse all alone or you are meditating about a particular word alone or a time that you are separating yourself to God all alone. If you don't separate yourself, you may not actually hear the voice of God. There's what we call the still small voice. So many other noisy situations may not be God. The fire may not be God. The wind may not be God. The problem may not be God. The opportunity may not be God. It can actually be a time that you're able to meditate. It could be in the night when everybody is sleeping. It could be in the night when everybody is sleeping. It could be very early in the morning. Whatever you are doing that look regular, find a place that you can actually meditate. I know some people will say that uh, because I work in Lagos, I do my quiet time in the car. Some people say because uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a nursing mother, I don't have time for this. But if you don't have a regular interfere with God that you're alone, you will discover that your spiritual life is shallow. Most of the encounter we have we have it when we are alone with God. That's the number one thing that is important. God wants to reveal himself to you. God wants to say something new. God wants to talk to you. God wants to take you deeper. God desires an intimacy with you as a person. It is true we carry corporate anointing. 
but you have a personal relationship with God. And please, let me say this humbly. There's a time when the church, the God of a church cannot even deliver you. Or the God of Babadis, Babada cannot deliver you. There's a time when God becomes so personal. See, I know the God that I serve. And there's something that happened to it that I cannot describe. It's personal intimacy. It also gives back to strong faith. I know the one that I serve. I know my God cannot disappoint me. Get some time to have a personal encounter or personal revelation or personal meditation with the Lord so that you can have a turning point. Maybe some of the things that you are facing, God is actually trying to pull you to himself so that he can reveal something to you. That's the one thing we can see in verse 1. Turning point come when we allow God to reveal himself to us in our life. And Joseph said unto his brethren, verse 3, I am Joseph. Does my father still live? And his brethren could not answer him. He revealed himself plainly to them that this is who he is. Jesus is in the habit of revealing himself to us more than what we know. More than what we can comprehend. The word of God is full of God. So we should allow God to reveal himself to us. As we come to church, we should actually desire a divine encounter with him. And first five is important. Now therefore, do not be grieved or angry with yourself that you sold me either. For God did send me before you to preserve life. Number two things that happen when we have a turning point is when God gives us his goodness instead of reminding us of our sin. Some people call it divine forgiveness. Some people call it divine mercy. That's what actually gives back to a turning point. Because the moment Joseph revealed himself, his brother could not move close to him because they knew what they had done to him. Can I say this to you? You never know how sinful you are until God reveals his holiness to you. There's nobody that will see the beauty of God's holiness that will feel like bragging. I am perfect. I am good. You are going to see your flaw in his light. But the beautiful thing is that while they were trying to run away, Jesus gave them his goodness, his mercy, his forgiveness. He said, don't be grieved with yourself for what you have done. God sent me here to save life. It also happened to Peter. When Peter had an encounter with God, and God blessed Peter in Luke chapter 5, Peter said, depart from me, for I am a sinful man. I am not worthy of this blessing. Instead for God to say, yes, you know you are not worthy, get away. The Lord said to him, I will make you a fishers of men. Instead of God pushing him away, God pushed him closer, gave him more mercy, gave him more favor, gave him more goodness. The Bible says, it is the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. I'm trusting God as we are trusting God for personal encounter this month. God will draw us closer in the name of Jesus. The more you know him, the more you want to associate with him, the more you know him, the more you know that God is actually loving. The more you know him, the more you know that he's merciful. The more you know him, the more you know he's kind. God is a good God. When they said, I am Joseph, Bible says they were afraid. And you know the story, they sold him. And everybody would think this is the time for a revenge. But he said, no, I'm not going to revenge. Don't be grieved with yourself. In other words, fear not. I'm still on your side. You are still my brother. I'm still going to help you. I'm still going to bless you. 
I'm still going to show you mercy. That's why if you are feeling good, the best place to be is in church. God will show you his goodness. If you are feeling bad, the best place for restoration is the church. Because God will still show you mercy. If you are feeling holy, the best place to be is in the church. I am right. In the church, God will show you more mercy. If you are feeling sinful, the best place to wash is in the church. Praise the name of the Lord. So wherever you may be in life, the best place to be is to be nearer to you, nearer to you, my Lord. Just be closer to him and he will help you. He said, for these two years, at farming being in the land, and yet there are five years, in that way there shall be neither hearing nor harvest. God, send me before you to preserve you a prosperity in the heart and to save your life by a great deliverance. Number three things that guarantee turning points in our life is where we use every situation in our life to praise God. If there's an appointment, praise the Lord. If there's a disappointment, praise the Lord. The Bible says, in all things, we should praise God. Even Joseph said, God is involved in this thing. You know, it's unfortunate at times that when some things happen in our life and we are trying to say, can't you see the hand of God? The only thing we see is the hand of the devil. Romans chapter 8, verse 20 says, all things work together for good for those people that love God. Your being alive today is not a mistake. Your disappointment is not a mistake. Your appointment is not a mistake. Your being in this church is not a mistake. Everything works together for good. God sent me here. God sent me here. God actually pushed me here. So we don't have any reason to complain. Even Joseph. And look at the journey of Joseph. Which one was good for him? From the pit to Potiphar's house. From Potiphar's house to the prison. From the prison then to the palace. But even then, in everything, Joseph can still conclude that it was God that sent him. Let's look at it this year also and say where we are, we are product of God's mercy that God sent us here. God allowed us to be here. God brought us here. And at the end of this year also, we have a reason to praise God in Jesus' name. But make up your mind on time that you are special to God and that nothing happened to you by chance. Even when it looks as if something good or something bad is what is happening, there may be a story or a testimony behind it that we usher into more glory. God has a way of wiping away our tears because he's madly in love with us. He will perfect all that concerns us in every way. We should put our trust in him and just praise him in advance. That's what I'm saying tonight. Because if we praise God for what we are going through, what we are going through will eventually become a breakthrough. To be a turning point. Praise God for what we are going through tonight. No matter how, how, how it looks so bad. There was a particular woman that gave me a testimony I can never forget. She said she hated that job so much. She complained about everything. She felt nothing good can come out of it. It's not in her nature. It's not in her DNA. She did everything she could do to complain. Lo and behold, she married a pastor. And that was the aspect that the man of God needed. And that was the brain behind their ministry breakthrough in times of finance. Because the man was completely zero when it comes to social media. Completely zero. The woman was an expert. That was the job she complained about. She just deployed 
our resources there. And one of the testimony of the man, the man said, he's making four million naira every month because of the input of the woman. I said, and the woman said, this was the job I hated most. You never know the training God is taking you through because you never know where God is taking you to. Most of the time we are complaining because we cannot see the end from the beginning. We don't know where God is actually leading us into. We should praise God when it is very, very good. We should praise God when it is not very good. We should praise God when our bosses are hostile. We should praise God when our bosses are good. Somebody somewhere is imparting our life for the better. God is actually going to create something good out of a bad situation. If we praise God through it, it's going to turn to a turning point in your life. That's the lifestyle of Joseph. You know, even in the prison, he was cheering other people up. Don't worry. Is it not God that gives interpretation? God is going to do it. And look at how his interpretation led to his promotion. Yet, it should be a man that should be complaining because he was lying against. It was in the process of somebody lying against him that he met the core bearer and the bread baker for the king. It was inside, of, inside the, the, the prison that he met them. Who knows who you are going to meet in this place or in this city or in your job or the training you are going to gain on something that will help you? Something that will help you. And you will thank God for the training later. It may look as if it is ordinary. But you say, ah, so I have learned so much. I've learned so much. You know, the people that came from Adikula just yesterday, they were doing resource screening and the final screening for the student. And one of the two, they came to me and said, I've got there's a problem. Oh. They are rejecting our student. Oh. They should follow the curriculum. They are rejecting our students. I say, are you sure? And the other staff said, don't worry. What can the kind of joke on They will still give them admission. I said, no, 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 no. So I went to see the panel. I said, what is the problem? They say, this one is not having credit in English. There's no way we can give our admission at all. They said, this one is not having credit in chemistry. I said, can I see the university manual that you are using? And that was not in the curriculum. I said, give me the paper. Please, can I photocopy? They say, yes. I said, okay, all of you follow me up, sir. They follow me and I photocopy the results. Because I know they cannot change the university law here. That's the paper they gave them. I have to make sure that they are in line with what the university requires. And I photocopy to I So yeah, you'll be checking it. Write out your O-level results and see the course that you can do. So they start writing. Okay, you can do this course. You can do this course. Even the courses they thought they can never do. You can do this course. You can do this course. And somebody said, yes, I think I like this one. If they don't give me computer, give me guidance and counseling. I'm a politician. I need something like this. And that person said, ah, if they don't give me this biology, I need health education. I can do this one. So and I led them back and I said, okay, check their results. Based on this, check their department to this department. I said, okay. And they consider it and they gave them the admission. And I thought I was doing a normal job. And one of them started thanking me. And he sent me 5000 a night for my credit card. I said, you are sending me money? He said, yes. He said, you have saved me. And when I was reviewing the situation with my son, they said, ah, we thought, I said, they are not the only one making the law. It's a universal system. 
Once they give them an instruction, they will just tell you, hey, but they will go like that and they will never see admission. And I say, part of it is our problem. Because when they were submitting, you're supposed to check before presenting it to them. And these are the things that I've learned. That university has their own regulation. You can say, hey, but they took me in NC. They took me in when I was doing polytechnic. They took me in this. But their own university requirement is different. This is what they have brought. You must follow it. So, there are some things you may be going through now you may not like. But it's actually for your benefit and for your training. You may not like it. But God is actually taking you somewhere. Some of you, you are going to be employers of labor tomorrow. And God wants to learn some things. Some of you, you are going to hold a business empire. Some of you, God is preparing you for something bigger than what you are thinking now. And God does not want you to complain. So, it's actually training you. Surrounding you with difficult people. And you're asking, why am I always having difficult problems? Stop murmuring. Turn it to praise. And just thank God. And when you begin to thank God for even the ugly situation, God will turn things around. And that will become a turning point. Maybe God wants you to be more patient. Maybe God wants you to be more relaxed. Maybe God wants you to be more thorough. I remember I had a boss in those days in the library. If you touch the wall of the library, you will repaint it. You will repaint it. I'm not talking about a threat. If he comes in and he sees a stain, you will repaint that place. The man was that thorough. And he cannot walk into the office and see litters of paper. And people thought that it was difficult. But the training was unique because it was a man that loved neatness. That is the truth. And you know, he imparted something into us. Even when I was walking into the library in those days, they would say, oh, guys, coming. They'd be picking paper. Because that was the way I was trained under my boss. But when he was training us, it seems as if it was hard. God was actually putting something to me, other to me, that I might not have learned. Everyone that enters your life has a purpose. God is actually doing something for you that you don't understand. You must turn everything that you are passing through into thanksgiving and praise. God sent me before you to preserve life. God sent me before you to preserve life and to save your life by a great deliverance. First 10, and we are going to round up here. Thou shalt dwell in the land of Goshen thou shalt be near unto me thou and thy children and thy children's children and thy flock and all that you have everything must be close to God everything God must be number one priority in your life including your flocks including your health anything that God has given to you you must let them know that God is number one not your job God must be number one and there I will nourish thee and forget their five years of famine, lest thou and thy household and all that thou hast come to poverty. The place of provision is a place of nearness, is a land of nourishment. You don't move away. The family can only be safe 
when they are living under the shadow of the almighty and you must make sure everybody is involved not that it's only the woman that is coming to church the husband is not coming to church it's only the husband that is coming to church you must see the place of god as a place of shelter a place of abode a place of feeding he said that is where we you know they came to buy food he said come near to me i will nourish you without money he was feeding them was feeding them everything that you need is in when you are very close to god that's the place of goshen that's the turning point and you know they obey him they moved in conclusion exodus chapter 1 verse 7 they grew exceedingly mighty from farming into marvelous prosperity look at exodus chapter 1 verse 7 but the children of israel were fruitful and increase abundantly and multiply and grew exceedingly mighty and the land was filled with them joseph knew what he was saying you will not miss your place in jesus name there's a place of nourishment a place of provision a place of blessing if you are there you can never miss it that's where your provision is that's where your location is everything you need and you will ever need for the next week must have been provided god knows what you need he will provide it for you it's only when you are far that you don't receive your allocation you must be very close every spiritual need and nourishment you need is in the place of closeness so worship is important i don't know how to preach it but that is the truth i've mentioned how many things now four things what is number one you must be alone to get encounter no matter what we do in a noisy place you must have a personal relationship with god so that your spirit man can be fed so that you can grow don't say i don't tell you you need quiet time with god you need a place where you sit down and shower yourself with the word of god or the freshness of god encounter let him come to you personally no matter what to do get a time that you listen to god and you let god speak to your man because he's actually yearning to reveal himself to you and to have a personal encounter with you there's a place where you are going to say god said this to me god said that to me you must have a personal encounter with god what is number two i can't hear you i cannot hear you no that's number two number two is the goodness of god when you are afraid to run away from god he show you his goodness and mercy when you see him when he reveal himself to you you feel embarrassed that maybe you are naked maybe you are sinful maybe you are not doing well but god will embrace you with his mercy and his goodness that's number two that bring turning point where you feel that you are not worthy and you want to run away god said don't worry don't be afraid don't be grieved with yourself don't worry i have forgiven you i say some call it goodness some call it mercy some call it divine forgiveness whichever one you can call it is the mercy of the lord that is preserving us number three is that you should praise god for what you are going through so that i can turn to your breakthrough and number four is what you should always be near to god with everything that you have so that you enjoy abundant provision don't do i will come today i will not go tomorrow i will come near all the time he said that is the place i will provide for you 
that's the place i will nourish you less and your you and your family come into family and when he nourished them the children of israel were fruitful and increased abundantly and multiplied and grew exceedingly mighty and the land was free with them because it was nourishing them i pray this is a god will nourish you please say amen very well god will feed you you are going to become fruitful you will increase abundantly you will grow exceedingly mighty the land will be filled with you in the name of jesus raise your hands to heaven say father i will enjoy your nourishment i will not know famine i will not know darkness in the name of jesus let's rise up on our feet as we are praying to the lord tonight and say father as i'm alone with you i receive regular encounter with you my life will not be dry i will enjoy regular divine encounter the regular divine revelation prosperity is priority i don't know what you consider as important but for me i consider divine encounter on a regular basis as a priority lord i want to have give me regular revelation revelation of you divine encounter of you by the time i'm alone reveal yourself to me you are yearning to reveal yourself to me reveal yourself to me in the mighty name of jesus lord help me if you are born again you have to desire regular encounter with the lord if you are genuinely born again every born again child of god that doesn't have an encounter with god is like an unbeliever lord i want a regular encounter with you personal encounter i want to know you paul says that i may know him and the power of his resurrection lord help me to know you more more of you lord as i'm searching to know you reveal yourself to me as i'm reading the word lord help me to know you in the mighty name of jesus lord father help me i want to know you more of you lord more of you lord help me to know you more when i'm alone speak to me when i'm praying speak to me when i'm traveling alone speak to me lord speak to me take every noisy situation away from my life i want to hear your voice i want to go deeper i want to pray to the lord and he will reveal himself to you more and more and more and more revelation will increase on a daily basis go ahead and pray and say lord i want to know you help me to know you more in the name of jesus in jesus mighty name we have prayed the bible says it is because of his mercy that we are not consumed raise your hands to heaven say father as i discover you more let me enjoy your goodness let me enjoy your mercy let me enjoy forgiveness in the mighty name of jesus let the waterfall of god's forgiveness let it fall upon me let me enjoy your goodness let your goodness draw me to repentance in the mighty name of jesus the bible says they were so afraid they were afraid they could not move near but joseph said unto his brother i'm joseph do not be grieved to yourself and joseph said unto them come to me i pray you come near to me i am joseph the bible says and they were afraid they were afraid they were so afraid father i don't want to be afraid let your mercy your goodness let it cover me cover me in every area in the mighty name of jesus let your goodness cover my journey let your goodness cover my children let your goodness cover my wife 
let me be overwhelmed with your goodness, with your mercy, with your grace. In the mighty name of Jesus. We are people who are expecting judgment from me. Let your goodness overwhelm me. Let it overwhelm me in the journey of life. Go ahead and pray for yourself. Son of David, be kind to me. Show me mercy. Show me your goodness. Show me your grace. In the mighty name of Jesus. When I have an encounter with you, let me enjoy your goodness. When I pass through the month of August, let me enjoy your goodness. In the mighty name of Jesus, let your goodness draw me closer. Draw me nearby. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, help me. Let your goodness overwhelm me. If you know the importance of God's goodness, you are going to pray. Lord, help me. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Let's raise our hands over again and say, Father, whatever I'm going through, let it turn to breakthrough. In the mighty name of Jesus. I don't know what you are going through, but I want you to pray and say, whatever I'm going through, let it turn to my breakthrough. Whatever disappointment I may have, let it turn to my breakthrough. In the mighty name of Jesus. It may look ugly, but let it turn to my breakthrough. In the mighty name of Jesus. Whatever I'm going through right now, that is not so good, Father, let it turn to my breakthrough. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let my trial turn to a testimony. In the name of Jesus. The story of Joseph turned to breakthrough. It was a turning point. In the name of Jesus, let my story turn to breakthrough. What people are thinking about me, let it turn to breakthrough. In the name of Jesus, let my story turn to breakthrough. In the name of Jesus, let my story turn to a turning point. Make sure you are praying it very well. Let it turn to a breakthrough, Lord. These years of suffering, these years of endurance, these years of laboring, Father, let it turn to breakthrough. Go ahead and pray for yourself. I know some of you have endured a lot. You have been patient. You have waited. You have learned. You have endured hardship. Go ahead and pray and say, Lord, turn my story to breakthrough. Jimmy, turn it to breakthrough. All this, my patience, turn it to a testimony. In the mighty name of Jesus, turn it to an open door, just like Joseph. Let me be able to say, it was God that used you. Even to people that were hurting me, let me be able to say, it was God that sent me here. It was God that pushed you to put me out. Lord, Lord, what I'm going through right now, let it turn to my breakthrough. Let it turn to my testimony. In the name of Jesus, everything that I go through in life, let it result in testimony in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. We are going to pray on this verse. Father, make me fruitful. Increase me abundantly. Multiply me exceedingly. And Father, let me have results, O God. Nourish me in time of famine. Don't let me become a beggar. He said, dear, I will nourish you. That is the place I will provide for you. In the mantle of the Lord, it shall be provided. Father, provide for my need. Nourish me and let me become fruitful. Let me grow exceedingly mighty in the mighty name of Jesus. No matter what is happening, Father, nourish me. Only when my born me in the name of Jesus. I don't want to be walking like elephants and be hitting like ants. 
Lord, feed me and nourish me. Nourish me in the name of Jesus. Make me fruitful. Increase me abundantly. Multiply me exceedingly. Let me grow mightily. Let the land be filled with me. In the name, open your mouth and pray. This is a time of famine. Only one born me. In the name of Jesus. You shall dwell in the land of Goshen. There I will provide for you. Father, provide for me. Let my land be a land of Goshen. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thou shalt dwell in the land of Goshen. You shall be near me. And I will provide for you. I will provide for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. I will provide for you. I will provide for you. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. After he had said this, he fell on their neck and kissed them and showed them love. He said, your eyes have seen that it's Joseph that talk. I truly love you. Go to my father and bring him here. Go to my He showed them love. He showered them with his love. How are we going to know that we are blessed without the love of God? This month, God will shower you with his love. To everybody, you will be special. You will not be an ordinary person. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, I need the shower of your love in my journey, in my home, over my children. How will people know that I'm special? Preserve me. Protect me. In every danger that may be around, let my life be special. In the ma- Are you praying at all? God, let's pray. This is our month. This month is special. It's a month of new beginning. I want to be a symbol of God's testimony. Let people say to me, your life is special. In the mighty name of Jesus, protect me. Protect me and preserve me and my children. In the name of Jesus, open door for us. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. That he gave them gifts. He changed their wardrobe. Changed their dresses. He gave them raiments. And he sent his brother away. Look at what he says. And to all of them he gave each man changes of raiment. Verse 22. But to Benjamin he gave 300 pieces of sliver. I five changes of raiment. You will not lack good clothes. Are you saying amen very well? God knows how to decorate people with beauty. That's why I love the Bible. The Bible is very simple. It will take a religious mind to complicate it. What will make you beautiful this month? The Lord will give it to you. The Lord will clothe your nakedness. He will give you provision for the journey. You will not lack provision this year. Everything you will need to enjoy, the Lord will give it to you. Please raise your hand to heaven. Say, Father, decorate me with beauty in the mighty name of Jesus. Give me provision for this journey. The year is still younger. We see our four months. I will not go into debt before the end of this year. The Lord will provide for me. Some of you are not praying. You are not praying. Pray for what you need from the Lord. He's the only one that can clothe you. He gave to all of them changes of garments. He gave them 
tree tree for ashes. He decorated them. If God needs to change your wardrobe, there's a provision for God. There's a provision in the Bible. God can do it. There's nothing he cannot do. He gave, he gave, he gave. I received from the Lord beauty for ashes, clothes to cover my nakedness, provision for the journey. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Okay, let's pray one more on that verse. Let's go to the last verse. And they told him, verse 27, all the words of Joseph which he had said unto them. And when he saw the wagons which Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of Jacob, their father, revived. Your spirit will revive with the good news that will come your way. The blessing that will bring revival into your life. May the Lord give you this month. You know, we have been forcing you to church, asking you to do this and that. The good news and the blessing and the breakthrough that will make you want to serve God for the rest of your life. May the Lord give it to you. Amen. I say, may the Lord give it to you. Amen. And he said, he just said, it is enough. Joseph, my son, is yet alive. I will go and see him before I die. This year, this month, your joy will come to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. The Lord will restore everything that you have lost in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's raise our hands to heaven and say, Lord, the blessing that will revive me, the goodness of the Lord that will revive my spirit, that will make me want to dedicate my life to God and to serve Him. Father, let it come my way. That we turn to a new beginning, that revival of God's goodness that will make me happy. I will not look at any other person's face to serve God. Father, do it for me. That blessing that will make me to be happy at all times. And I'll be rejoicing. And I will serve God. People will not be forcing me to church. Lord, let it happen to me. Blessings, oh God, that I will see. That I will say, ah, this is the hand of the Lord. Father, let it happen to me. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. The joy that will make me happy to serve God. To serve God with joy. Lord, let it happen to me. The testimony that I will receive, that will gladden my heart. Lord, let it happen to me. This month will be my month of good news. It shall be my month of joy. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Please permit me. Let's pray one more prayer. Very important. Everyone will always pray it. This month, nobody will pity me. I want to pray that prayer. Because... All the story we are reading is a story of envy, a story of jealousy. Look at how God turned the story of the Israelite around. Joseph was strongly blessed and was able to carry every other person and woo to the devil. Because all these people that thought they are going to die in family, the Lord made a way for them and they were happy. Any story that will make other people to pity you will not happen to you. And I'm seriously in the spirit tonight, oh. Nobody around you, whether your friend or your enemy, will be qualified to pity you this month. Raise your right hand to heaven. Say, I don't want to be pitied. I prefer to be envied. Lord, anything that will make anybody to pity me, in this month of breakthrough, month of new beginning, month of turning point, I don't want a story. I don't want pity story. I don't want greeting of Wahala. Greeting Oshe. Greeting Ya. Ya. In the name of Jesus, my life must be getting better. I must be shining. Anything that will make anybody to pity me will not happen to me. Open your mouth and declare it. 
the month is still young. If you are praying, you are praying well. And we have good news every month. And we live an enviable life. Nobody be qualified to pity me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Father, this month, refill yourself more unto us. Give us yourself more in the name of Jesus. Give us regular encounter. Give us daily revelations. In the mighty name of Jesus, let your goodness overwhelm us. Father, don't let this month be a month of revenge. Let it be a month of your goodness. In the mighty name of Jesus, give us the spirit of praise. In the name of Jesus, provide for us this month and make us grow exceedingly mighty. Father, this month, nobody will pity us. And you say amen very well. I prophesy everyone under the sound of my voice. No evil will befall you. I pray for you tonight. This month, it shall be your month of good news. It shall be your month of joy. It shall be your month of celebration. It shall be your month of jubilation. This month, other people will envy you. The Lord will decorate you. He will give you abundant provision. So shall it be in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Say amen three times. Oh, me.